Winefellers comes to you from the lavish WHUP studios in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Listen to us also on WPVM Asheville, WCOM Carborough, and WRLY Raleigh. Support for the Winefellers comes in part from the award-winning Yesterday and Today Frame Shop, Framing yesterday's memories and today's treasures since 1974 and located in Boone Square in Hillsborough. This week's Winefellers is brought to you by The Stool Stool, improving your bathroom posture since 2015. The Stool Stool, we're number two. Your business name here, proudly serving Hillsborough since site year here. Your business name here and... Cody's Laboratory Animals. Just say Winefellers and receive 10% off your next order of live hamsters and rabbits. Test with the best using Cody's Laboratory Animals. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Wine Fellers! Wine Fellers, we got nothing to do except sit around here talking wine with you. Well, Joe had a bad day, got canned from the factory. Electric episode of the Wine Fellers ever. The wine guru will be levitating into the studio to discuss something rather mysterious and unconventional, which the guru calls the grapes less traveled. We are so very excited and honored to have the wine guru back in the studio. But that's during the second half of our show. During the first half, we will conduct a wine tasting take listeners' phone calls, and then it's time for the wine news. All this and some more ill-considered Wine Fellers song exclusives right here on a crusty yet flaccid episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, what are we drinking today, Mark? Wine, y'all. And wine, y'all. Hey, Joe. Hey, Marco! It's so great to see you. It is fantastic to see you. What's new? All I got to say <laughs> is this is going to be an incredible show. First of all, Alex, the wine guru, who's sitting in our studio right now. Hey, Alex. Hey. hey. How are you doing? Great. He's back because he's been gone for so long. We'll find out what he's been doing and also, as important, what kind of wine he's bringing to share with us today. Most importantly of all. 
before we get to that, we have a really interesting wine pairing. Or we could just get straight to the... Oh, we are... We're getting straight, we're to, the getting straight to the wine. We're getting straight to the wine. Or how about the wine? Right now, we're pouring a 1990 Chateau Talbot, which is a Saint-Julien. Uh, Saint-Julien is, is an area... In France, it's the smallest of the four famous appellations of the Omidoc in France. Yeah. These wines are known to be highly extracted, finely structured Cabernet-based reds. And we have a 1990 Chateau Talbot, that's spelled T-A-L-B-O-T. Mm-hmm. The T is silent. Yeah. And the wine it's is wonderful. It's just like uh, the uh, anger outlet. What? <laughs> Isn't the T in tanger silent? Is it? Yeah. Well, it's like Argot. <laughs> Okay. Or you know how people it's not, it's, isn't it Tanger? Is it ta- or is it Tanger? Look, the <laughs> anyways. <laughs> no, 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 but here's the thing. You know a lot of people get sophisticated and they say it's Target. You have you ever heard that? Oh, yes. When they yes. refer to Target, right. it's Target. I see where you're going with this. Uh-huh. But if the last T is silent, I always like the first the first T. The first T to be silent. As in no language. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. So, But it is a wonderful wine. And if you're playing along at home, please open up yours. And uh, do you like this wine, Alex? I think it's fantastic. 1990. Actually, I think this still has some time left in the bottle. Um, mm-hmm. It's starting to get the, you know, that, that dark fruit. It's starting to be more like um, oh, dried fruits, not so much the, the berries and the real juicy if it was a young Bordeaux. Yeah, I agree. So I think it's it's fantastic. Very, very tasty. I agree. And it's this dark ruby color, really pretty, elegant wine. Um, and it's really not that expensive as far as uh, Bordeaux wines can go. What are, you, so, what are you going to serve this at a party at your house or something, Mark? Is, is that, that what we should be doing with this kind of wine? No, you should be sending it to me, Kara. <laughs> 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 but uh, this is... Uh, I mean, I'm serious. This is... Now, you know, uh, we, we've heard all sorts of, of theories, right, where uh, wine should not be... You know, in France, you wouldn't just drink wine, red wine. You'd always have it with a meal, right? Which is why we have potted meat. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that, th- but is that what I'm smelling? That's what you're smelling. But we'll get to that during the second half <laughs> of the show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Don't go nowhere. You're listening to... <laughs> The Wine Fellers on WHUP. No, I need to tell them what's about to happen. Your phone is ringing. You're talking on the phone with us. Wine fella phone with us. Everything you hear is real. Right here on the Wine Fellers. So what exactly is about to happen? You're talking on the phone. All right, so we are about to get someone on the line here, and I think uh, let's looking over at Linda to see who we have. Linda says that we have Sarah. Sarah is on the line, and Sarah is talking to us from Burlington, North Carolina, who listens to us via iTunes. Are you there, Sarah? Are you there, Sarah? I'm here. Hey, all right. Linda <laughs> actually patched her through right this time, Mark. Oh, yeah. So, uh, one thing I need to ask, Sarah, is if you can turn down your radio inside your... Uh, we're getting feedback. We're getting a little feedback, and it's making me so confused. 
I don't think I think I turned it off. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's no, fantastic. Sounds good. On, it just turned on again. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Sarah, do you have a? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Sarah, I have a I have a question. Thank you for taking my call. Yes. Okay, my question is, I'm a little confused about how to talk about wine. I mean, the last person you talked to was talking about dry fruits and that kind of thing. And I'm afraid I'm going to say it tastes like cold lobby or something, and I'll be really embarrassed. How do you talk about wine? Well, that's a great question. So uh, what Sarah is referring to is wine lingo. And wine lingo is just a common descriptor one can use to discuss such a subjective subject as a wine's taste. These words just help others understand your interpretation of the wine. Um, so it is, but it's definitely not necessary to use the prescribed wine lingo. You can describe a wine in any term you want. But there are definitely uh, some really common terms you can use if you want to, uh, wine lingo terms that you can use that, <laughs> that, that other people, if, if you talk about it, other people sort of immediately know what you mean. Um, now, and, well, now, Sarah, what are some of the terms you've used in the past to describe a wine? Well, I would say it tastes really good to me, but that's about as technical as I can get. Oh, that's, I think that's, that's uh, normally enough. Well, that's great. So, um, so, like, there's some common terms like body. Uh, a body is the viscosity of the wine, a wine that you can think of as, as uh, like a, it's either thin like water or a thick like cream. Uh, wine, yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. A wine can be big, like high yep. in alcohol. Uh, a wine can be, you've used this term, Joe, buttery. Yes, I have, like a buttery Chardonnay. That's right. It's yeah. like having aroma, like butter or butterscotch. A wine can be crisp, which is like high in fruit acidity, which is in, in a positive I way. I see. These are all like agreed, so, agreed upon terms. Yeah. The, the guru would like to insert a little knowledge. Please. Impart a little knowledge. Please. Yes. So uh, it's really wine is about your life experience. So... Even though you might be having a bottle of wine now, and you open it and you say, "I just like the way it tastes," right. it's 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 all based on your life experience before that, before you had that bottle of wine. For instance, people might refer to um, they'll taste um, strawberries in a wine. Well, if you've never tasted a strawberry in your life, yeah. then how would you understand that? And so, when I got into the, you know, dried fruits and all that, it's actually kind of really vague description i'm not saying it's necessarily um dried strawberries or cranberries or um cassis i mean i've i've had those things and so that's my experience in life and i just applied it to the wine that i'm consuming and and it's my palate so learning more about how to talk about wine you just sit down and you think about it you think about and you are you tasting uh, plums? Are you tasting cherries? Are you tasting strawberries? Or if it's a white wine, is it lemon, lime, granny apple? That's a that's a great. Uh, you encapsulated that really very well. Now, now, Sarah, when uh, when you think of uh, maybe the last wine you you had in terms of uh, just plain English, what it tasted like to you, um, can you can you remember the last wine that you had, and, and what was it like? What was it like? Well, I think it tasted like, um, probably like a bit of sparkly and a little bit of fruit 
and a little bit of sweetness, but not not a whole lot. It was just kind of in the middle, and I liked it a lot. Well, that's that's yeah. a great way to describe, and that's I mean that's uh, like you said, Alex. We're yeah. using a language that we're accustomed to, and yeah. I think that that's you know sometimes people feel very uncomfortable describing how what they taste in a wine because they feel like they're going to be wrong. But oftentimes it is so subjective, it, it's it's hard to be wrong. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of people think you're going to get judged. You're going to be judged for what you drink, and it really, it should never be that way. In a lot of wine shops, I think have really changed their ways, right. and and you know. You, everyone has a starting point. Right. We're not always in the same spot. And don't always don't always feel like you're having to keep up with the Joneses. Enjoy it for what it is for you and your life. You know, You've heard words of wisdom from the <laughs> wine guru right here on the Wine Fellers. You did. But, you know, I felt like I kind of want to judge. <laughs> Mark, listen to the guru. Man. Okay. No judgy. Don't go nowhere. The Wine News is next. One, one. I'm sipping grapes down the lobby when the server finds and gives me a buggery at Fondue Souffle, Pate, Crevelet, and Ratatouille. Well, laying back on cruising well and sense of duty, hands me Reese, Brook, Latas, Simba, Vanna, Mantra, Sigal, or Monte Conti. Pictures, Lodo, Margo, Liffy, Mouton, Lepe, Lorena, Sini. Feeling buzz, I need to get out, drop a load for a take up a hurry. Driving too fast, top down sideways, rocks are off of in my Bugatti. Piper has a button, Shin, and Kruk, and Kufe, and a pair. I drop my speed up, sail past, cast off the debeats and zip big flunky. Ripple, Cisco, Mad Dog, Nitrain, Boons, for Mansa, Mogan, Dave. A book on tape queued up inside a voice, I know on kickers, because I got Mark Silver on computer Simulated universe. I'm like a salmon, a Harris, hit Chan, Graydon Square. I'm a poser, Tito, gangster, and I don't want your prayers. I'm like a salmon, a Harris, hit Chan, Graydon Square. I'm a poser, Tito, gangster, and I don't want your prayers. I'm like a solar flare, your castle in the air. I'm a poser, Tito, gangster, and a wine fell air. I'm like a solar flare, your castle in the air. I'm a poser, Tito, gangster, and a wine fell air. Chick, her name is Tim and my old friend Joy Hair Dead Dog Brother. He is known as the other one Bella. In the club we rock it out. I order single malt Japanese but with a Maziki Niga Kushu. Then we find some Upi Kisintori. Reach Brook, Latas, and Vivana, Mantra, Sejal, or Monte Conti. Ripple, Cisco, Mad Dog, Nitro, and Boots for Mansa, Mook, and David. Welcome 
to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News. Question, what is the one thing you should run to save if your house is burning on fire? Clue, you drink it and it rhymes with deer. Question, what's the one thing that's been missing from your yoga class? Clue, you drink it and it rhymes with deer. Is the government still claiming that alcohol is bad for your liver? Well, now it's time to stand up to the man right here on the news. The news. <laughs> a, a South Dakota man was arrested last week after he pushed past police and firefighters so that, so that he could save his beer from an apartment <laughs> building that was aflame. This can't be real. These news stories are real. Everything can be checked out on the Google. You can see for yourself. <laughs> Michael Castile, 56, was arrested outside his home in Sioux Falls. As emergency workers were treating other building residents for injuries, Castile, cops say, persisted in trying to re-enter the building to retrieve beer from his apartment. <laughs> oh, I might have, I just might let him try well, if I was on scene. Well... Castile succeeded. No! <laughs> he returned to his home where he grabbed two cans of Bud Ice Premium. Well, that explains it. <laughs> it wasn't regular Bud Ice <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Premium. You get it now. Wow. <laughs> so upon, upon exiting the building with cans in hand, <laughs> Castile was arrested for his ill-advised beer run. <laughs> so, Mark... Uh, let's put it in terms of something, you know, let's up the stakes a little bit. Right. So everybody has something that they would go rescue. <laughs> I mean, this some was, people, this was his dog. Some people have kids. This, yeah. This, this was his 1990 <laughs> people, bottle of 1990 Latage. Some people have photo albums. <laughs> he had Bud Ice <laughs> Premium. <laughs> we, now look, Mark, we shouldn't judge. I'm not judging. I mean, maybe those beers were given to him by a family member who recently passed away. I'm thinking they had some. A, a real special value to him. They better. <laughs> other than to drink. <laughs> but, you know, everyone in their life has something that they would run into a built flaming building for. Something makes me think that these weren't the first two Bud Ice premiums he had consumed that day. Nor would... Maybe the last two. So, so a police spokesperson charitably described Castile's devotion to his brewskis as poor judgment. Oh, come on. Yeah, people, Give the guy a break. He doesn't even know the full story like we're talking about. Talking about being judgy. Judgy. Yeah. Uh -huh. Castile charged, was charged with obstructing a firefighter or a law enforcement official and was booked into the county jail. Where he became an overnight celebrity. <laughs> well, this might give you a little more information about him. 
According oh, to, you're holding back on no, us. No, but according to state records, Castillo was arrested last month for drunk driving and several other misdemeanor <laughs> charges, including threatening a law enforcement officer and driving with an open container <laughs> of alcohol. And soon arson. <laughs> now, why would he light his own apartment on fire with the bud premium ice inside? Of course it wasn't him. Well, you know, these things aren't really thought out all the way. Yeah, I, I expect more from Mr. Castile, but uh, these are true stories. So, uh, you know, this is this is well, and he is scheduled for the trial for a trial later this month. We'll be sure to follow this. Oh, story. I'm right. And maybe, maybe <laughs> like, what we can do is have Mr. Castile come on the show. I, I'm sure his public attorney would advise that. We were not going through his attorney. We'll go through him. <laughs> and we'll, uh, well, and, uh, we'll just bribe him with. Uh, Bud Ice Premium. That's right. We'll, we'll come on our show. We'll do that. So that's very good. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, you got yes. any words of wisdom for someone who finds himself dashing back into a burning building to get Bud Light, Bud Ice Premium? I, I, I'm speechless, honestly. <laughs> I mean, this is just... Um, well, I mean, he's uh, he's he's playing with a full house, that's for sure. But whether or not <laughs> because uh, of the beer he chose, <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it's premium. I mean, it's premium platinum or whatever it is. He didn't choose natural light. No. The second story. All right, Joe. Do you know what is the hottest? And Alex, do you know what the, what is the hottest exercise trend of 2017? Of um, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, I say 2017, but you could say that. Oh, oops. <laughs> um, Obviously, it's it, beer yoga. I was just going to say. Well, yep. yeah, give us a chance to answer. But there's goat yoga. Have you seen goat yoga? I have not seen I goat have yoga. heard of this. Yes. Explain it. So the goat yoga is you get into your positions, and then, well, the goats just, they walk all over you. <laughs> they may even stand on your back if you're in, I don't know the positions. Um, the goats walk. Well, there's yeah. downward dog. And the downward I think the downward dog. dog is when they jump up on your back. I, oh my gosh! Well, I yeah. thought this was weird, but okay, that that's really no, you've not heard about. I this have one? not heard of goat yoga. See, I'm, I bet that would be the hottest one. Yeah, I would start with beer uh, yoga. Did you say beer yoga? Beer yoga. yoga. Yeah. What is beer yoga? So, so participants attend a yoga class that is pretty much like every other yoga class, except that each attendee also downs a bottle or two of beer over the course of the experience. <laughs> so the idea apparently originated at Burning Man because, of course, something like beer yoga would originate at Burning, Burning Man. Man. Yeah, of course. But classes are now available in Australia and in several Southeastern Asian countries and soon will be coming to a studio near you, too. So how does that happen? Do you like you get into your position and they hand you a beer and then or do you is it in between? Is it? I mean, I. I I don't it's understand. a very good question. It's important to note that some events marketed as beer yoga actually consist of a regular yoga session followed by the consumption of a beer. That is not beer yoga. No, no that's tricking you into yoga. Yes. That's that's a reward <laughs> at the end uh-huh. of yoga. That's fine, but that is not beer yoga. Beer yoga is our classes that incorporate the booze directly into the class. For example, wow. students are sometimes asked to attempt to balance the bottle on their heads okay. while holding the instructor's pose of choice. So, uh, you know what? Going back to the last news article, Mr. Castile has been practicing <laughs> beer yoga for years. Has Every uh, uh, Most of American men have. That beer yoga... Involves a couch. Yes. 
and a cold one. And a pose. And or and a pose. Or a pose, which is on the couch. Yes, just sitting. Just, just sitting. Just sitting pose. Or you could incorporate lawnmowers. Uh, balancing on a lawnmower See, with a beer. Th- here's, the, here's, okay. the, here's my take on this. We, uh, here on the Weinfellers, for, uh, um, I guess since the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. we have heard of people <clears throat> integrating drinking into daily tasks or things you would do otherwise. And rightly so. You know, uh, beer car wash, beer, wa- you yeah, know, right. wine. Serving wine at the dentist's office. <laughs> right. And so here's another beer with yoga. It's just a reason to drink. I mean, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, Mark, but that's what's going on here. No, I. I, I um, or do you think you can you're more likely to attain enlightenment in a beer yoga class than just a normal yoga class? Yes, I think. Yeah, I, I use the term inner peace, but sure, I think you're more <laughs> likely to achieve inner, peer, inner peace if you have a beer bottle you're balancing on your head or on your. Uh, so out. it's like dual. <laughs> it's like a dual thing. You, you're introspective sure. with a substance at the same time. I, Alex, it's like doubling down. Your vision <laughs> of the the idea that for years. You know, the uh, this has been practiced across the living rooms and lawn tractors of America. You got it. I love the idea of instead of the yoga mats, you all sit on lawn tractors in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> right. So no longer is yoga. Like, uh-huh. and it, then, it's and then what I kind of I mean, like, like this. Right. It's not you just t- just it's like, OK, take the yoga out of it. So the important part is the beer drinking. So the beer mowing the lawn. Well, it's like <laughs> Broyhill should come out with the Broyhill um Broyhill beer boys couch market. Yeah. You can bring bring your favorite seat, you know, whether it's a you know, recliner, a sofa mm-hmm. or a lawn tractor. All right. Just bring it. Okay. Well, then you too can reach inner peace. <laughs> so, the third story. There is alcohol in Vodka. Oh, Mark, this is going to be one of those stories. <laughs> and reportedly, alcohol is bad for your liver. <laughs> so it seems that drinking alcohol can lead to some pesky consequences. For your liver? For your liver. What does that have to do with me? Well, <laughs> when alcohol reaches, you don't have a liver? When alcohol reaches the liver, it produces a to- toxic enzyme called Acetatilahide. Good job, Mark. <laughs> Thank you very much. You, you can uh. use that as the dictionary pronunciation, <laughs> which can damage that organ as well as the brain and stomach lining. By drinking regularly and heavily, the body's ability to metabolize alcohol changes as this can cause liver disease. This is a real downer of a story, Mark. Joe, Alex, <laughs> happy days. Because oh. now there's a company that claims a miracle. Oh. The oh. company has invented vodka that does not damage your liver. Yeah, right. Yeah. So what's the what's what's the catch? <laughs> well <laughs> Yeah, there's a catch. Here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. He's uh-huh. smiling. No catch. No. Mm-mm. The brains behind this operation is Harsha <laughs> Chiguru Potty. <laughs> Don't make this up. Chiguru Potty teamed up with an alcohol (laughs) firm to create Bellion Vodka. Chiguru Potty says this drink gives the liver less of a kicking than regular booze. 
According to Chikaru Potty, <laughs> Bellion Vodka contains NTX, which is a mixture of additives, glycorrhizion, which comes from licorice, D-mannitol, which is a type of alcohol, and the preservative potassium sorbate that enables the body to metabolize alcohol better, which in turn lessens the organ's workload. You know what this sounds like? What's that? What? It sounds like back when they went from leaded gas to unleaded, <laughs> and you still had cars you had to add an additive to mm-hmm. to make it work. Yeah. I think it's it's the same sham. I think it's... I don't know. I I'll, think there's... Ah. I choose to believe this is you think the so? real thing. I think you could drink uh, two bottles of this stuff, and you next day... <laughs> You're jumping on a trampoline. It is good. You're ready to go. I, that's right. What do you What do you think, Joe? <laughs> I just want you to say the guy's name. Name again. is Killer. <laughs> well, sorry guys, I am done. No, come on. I'm done saying Chigaru Potty. <laughs> <laughs> so this vodka is available in 11 U.S. states, and the maker hopes to roll. No, 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 no. We cannot promote this, Mark. We, well, Can we get it on the show? This is not real. No, it is. I, all the stories are real. Uh, the maker hopes to roll out gin, bourbon, and other drinks too. And and, and it, he's claiming it does less damage or no damage to your liver. Well, so you bring up a good point. So there is one problem that remains: mm-hmm. <laughs> a peer-reviewed study. <laughs> It seems the FDA is not so eager to rubber stamp NTX as a substance that reduces damage to the liver. You wouldn't say. As well as reduces damage to the DNA and also (laughs) providing antioxidant and inflammatory support. Mm. FDA is not so so wild about that, but this is my take. It seems Uh, that there are some jealous experts that are skeptical. These skeptical Hmm. experts like to point to the fact that there has been only one study said to prove the powers of NTX. This study is based on 12 people consuming one vodka attending the the (laughs) substance and one which didn't. And it seems that this study was carried out by Chigaru Potter. (laughs) (laughs) That name's never going to get old. Now I just have to buy it because of the name. So, you know, you might... Not trust the fact that Chiguru Potty <laughs> did his own study of 12 people and came to the conclusion that his vodka was completely safe for the liver. I love he just drank, he, he just drank it and just sat back and like, hmm, that feels good. My that li- feels fine. My liver uh, yeah. feels all right. It's <laughs> no longer a fatty liver. It's right. all thinned out. Let me, let me drink this other, yeah. other vodka. Hmm. I don't feel so good here <laughs> i like his sampling of um con- of yeah. contestants i believe at this point yes 12 people <laughs> he took uh, 12 sick people to try the, <laughs> the the real vodka and 12 healthy people to try his vodka <laughs> but uh but you know i i i, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and this does sound like someone we need to have on the show and uh because wouldn't this just be <laughs> the world's best invention of this work? It would, actually. But, yeah. But couldn't it work? I mean... No. Couldn't it? No. We want to have him on the show just for the name, Mark. <laughs> but no, but it... I don't care what he's selling. But, but before on the show... No, this can't work. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> licorice, Joe. It comes from licorice. <laughs> Look, yeah. well, there's lots of things come from plants. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, then you know. Listen. So, Doctor, oh, say it. Gautam Gautam Meta. 
<laughs> oh, I thought we were going for... Well, it was a different guy. Okay. Dr. Gautam Mehta. That, that one is le- not a funny name. Lecturer at UCL and uh, probably uh, the professor voted least likely to be invited to a party, su- <laughs> suggested that it is res- irresponsible to link alcohol with health claims. Positive and negative? Uh, well, you think, I think he's referring mostly negative me, or positive. Yeah, positive. Uh, Meta went on to say, it is in my opinion that it is very dangerous to ascribe unproven health claims to an alcoholic drink such as this. Pl- and then he goes on to say, plus, what about his last name? Well, did you get his last name? Interesting you say that <laughs> because Chigaru Potty <laughs> <laughs> refuses. He refuses. <laughs> oh, 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 gosh. You okay there, Dave? Oh, man, that's a good last name. <laughs> he, re- he refuses to listen to the haters. Chigaru Potty does. He, he says, sounds like a man who would refuse <laughs> to listen to the haters. He says that anything that shakes up the status quo generally takes a while to be accepted into uh, the mainstream. Yeah. That's what he's doing. What? I mean, he's just shaking it up. He is. Well, any this is what he's telling himself. Mm-hmm. Right? So he can get out of bed in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the, al- there's the, al- the alcohol distributors, they don't want this to succeed because he would have the rights to it and everyone would buy his vodka and his gin mm-hmm. and they'd be left out in the dark. Do you understand this? This is the well, man coming down on him. Oh, yeah. And he also has a uh, drug that cures cancer, but the pharmaceutical companies are coming down really hard on him. That's right. And he also has the cure for the hangover. And uh, which is uh, not, limitless energy. Which is more than just w- water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Is it? It is. Okay. So, so we will have Chigurupati on the show as well, and 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 we are going to believe in this uh, product unless uh. proven otherwise. But even if we are proven otherwise, we will still believe in Chigurupati. So, look, you're listening to the Wine Fellers on W H U P. The Wine Guru will be levitating into the studio next. Hard 
you have a revelation okay. so i i had to go had to go to tibet and i had to really, really? escape everything well and well, actually he is. Well, well, think well, about guru. what were you thinking about what were you doing in tibet um meditating meditating awesome. did you did you come up with any any great truth or uh or mm. notion or what uh, no well i'll tell you what men don't take care of their skin <laughs> like they're really? supposed to that we want to live. That is a great truth. We're wow. living. We are living <laughs> longer and longer and longer. So we must maintain our skin. The, yes. the skin is the largest organ of the body. body. You got that right. Behind the liver. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Well, Doctor <laughs> Potty Bajati has that yeah. one figured out. No. And the liver re- can regrow and regenerate itself just as skin can. Really. <gasps> Wow. Wait, and were you like, I'm, I'm imagining you like at some mountaintop monastery oh, yeah. in the lotus mm-hmm. position, and this comes to you. Yeah. Right. So, While drinking so what, a 1990 Talbot. <laughs> you you <laughs> hold so, that bottle up. So, I did. So, what, what, what so then what? Do? What are you going to do? Yeah, what should okay. we do for our skin? So, wow, I was not expecting this. This is I'm good. I'm telling you. It's yes. deep. It's deep. So, it's only skin deep. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. I had to do that. So I've been uh, I've been developing a uh, skin moisturizer for men. It does work for women as well. Nice. But, um, that's what I've been working on, well, and so it's come to fruition. And he just handed us yes. some. It's called. Look at that. It's beautiful. It's called Tanic. T A N I K. It's beautiful. Can I can I put it on? Yes, certainly. Where should I put it on? My face or you my can hands? Hands. Or? Your face. Mmm. Citrusy. Yeah. Is there? There's honey, 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 or something sweet in there. Wow. Well, so there, so the main ingredient is manuka, gra- medical grade honey. Medical grade honey. Yes. Wow. It's fantastic. What is medical grade skin. honey? So medical grade honey, when they refine it, when it is applied to your skin, produces a natural hydrogen peroxide to help heal. Wow. So, so, so medical grade honey is a real thing. Yeah, oh yeah, manuka, manuka huh, honey, manuka which comes honey. out and it's a tree. 
that a bee, bee pollinates in New Zealand. All right. Wow. Well, I'm sold. So where does one find Tannic? Um, well. Uh, well, he just started it. Is it available already? It is available. Finally, it is available. Um, uh, if people, I, well, if people I, want to see so beautiful is, bottles, this, so this is what you, this is why. Yeah, you but, haven't but done I'm, the show I'm worried. Yeah. I'm scared because yeah. if our if our guru becomes f- rich and famous with this, he's not going to come uh, on our show. I'm a little worried. Oh no 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 no! You'll no, still no, come. No. On I will show. still come on the show. Okay, I'll still okay. come on the show. Okay. So Lumina Clothing in downtown Raleigh, Bad they habit. you can see bottles, see them, okay, physically see them, physically see them. Well, physically that's see them. They're and out in the world. They're out in the yeah, world. Yeah, so regional, well, regional. It's about regional. Your face is a region. Regional is the yeah. name of the uh, of the company. Correct. Antanic. Okay, great. Well, what is the website? Have you created a website for the company? Yeah. For more information, you can visit regionaloriginal.com. Awesome. Regionaloriginal.com. So what are we drinking? I'm so, <laughs> I know. I'm, my mind is blown away, my, and my, my hands smell too. so good right it's, now. It's, They're wonderful. It's They're delicious. The it's there. delicious. Wow. wow. So on to the wine. Okay. i uh, got to get back to my, my real job here. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Grapes less traveled. So we don't, you know, we talk about all the famous wine regions out there, and we don't really go into regions of the world and or grapes that we have never heard of. Okay. So we are doing Sicilian wines. Ooh. See, I don't know too much about Sicilian wines. Yeah. I don't know anything about uh, Sicilian, Sicilian wines. So as I always start off with, Let's talk about serving temperature between 49 and 55 degrees Fahrenheit. These are all white wines. Mm-hmm. Mm. So Sicily is the third largest wine producer in Italy after Veneto. Okay. The region is known mainly for fortified Marsala wine. So a lot of people have probably cooked with Sicilian wines, oh, right. but sure. they yeah. haven't thought about Marsala. Okay. So in recent decades, the wine industry has improved. New winemakers are experimenting with less known native varietals and uh, Sicilian wines have become better known. The best, uh, the best known local varietal is a Nero de Alva, which nope. I think a lot of people have. If if you're in wine, you've probably heard of that. Sure. Now, where are these uh, beautiful bottles here? Where are these wines from? Um, where did you get them? Uh, oh, I. So they, these were um, gifted. Uh, to us by uh, Triangle Wine Company oh, out of nice Morrisville. Of Very, thank you. Yes, Triangle Wine Company. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so these are. Uh, I mean, I'm smelling the first one you poured. This is beautiful. What? What? What is this? This is. This is really really. So nice. this is um, the maker's uh, producer is Ukantu, and it's uh, the grape varietal is Catarato. Uh, Mm. Uh, I think I've got that uh, correct, but, you know, I'm not uh, Sicilian or Italian. Um, it is a white Italian wine grape planted primarily in Sicily, where it is the most widely planted grape. Overproduction, though, of this in recent years has led uh, to substantial contributed to the European wine lake problem. Of course, now you the guys. What, what is the wine Lake problem. Hmm. Wine lake. Yes. The L-A-K-E. Wine, L-A-K-E. Mm-hmm. Wine so the lake. wine lake refers to the continuing supply of surplus. It's surplus, basically. Um, Too much wine. Too much wine. Oh, come on. So the lake of wine. That's a yeah, problem? Yeah, it's a problem. So this uh, these, this wine can be made uh, full-bodied. Um, 
can make full-bodied wines. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. So it has lemon notes, food pairings, seafood, appetizers, blah, 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 all that good stuff. So let's, let's taste well, this. What are we pairing? First of all, yeah, what, is, what are we pairing? Uh, the wine, wine smells delicious, but I, there, it's hard to get a good smell of this wine because Mark, as always, has brought in something from the dollar store. Well, we are on, limited, on a limited budget oh. at the uh, wine fellers. Oh. And so, you know, I'm sick of this limited budget, Mark. Linda gave me $5 to go buy food for pairing for this wine, and I uh luck and I'm lucky to tell Linda right now that I am returning change. This wow. guy, <laughs> What what am I looking at on this cracker this right now? This is a classic luncheon loaf. Classic luncheon loaf from so the dollar store. This what smells okay. like yeah, what is in this? It smells like cat food. It's no, made with no, chicken, chicken, ham and baked ham seasoning. Smoke flavor has been added oh, for your pleasure. Look, it stinks, but I'm sure it's just fine. Gosh, Mark, you just dive right into that, don't mm, you? Okay. <laughs> oh, mm. the guru. Is it a you yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Hey, it's like a fancy feast. All right. Mhm. So let's try the uh wine. Mhm. Oh, the cracker is pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I love this wine. It is lemony. Mm-hmm. Um, Very citrusy. So, um, oh. just to give you an idea, all these wines that you were tasting today mm. are mid-priced. They're they're reasonably priced wines. Right. Uh, not breaking the bank. Sicily's not known for their expensive wines. This mm-hmm. actually. This is really nice. This yeah. is very great good. pairing. Actually, it actually is. Um, mm. And look, ma'am. Really nice. Potted like meat. It. Potted meat, ma'am. Gets a bad rap. No wrong. With this it. stuff is just mm-hmm. fine. Um, it doesn't smell good, mm-hmm. but it tastes just fine. Oh yeah. Well, then you're in luck, Joe, because our next <laughs> luncheon loaf is bacon grill flavor. And, Ooh. And, and, and don't you're getting ahead of ourselves here, Mark? Oh, what yeah? are we drinking with the bacon flavor? Okay. Yeah, what loaf? wine is this? So the next wine up that we're working with is Isabella. As a producer, in Grio is the grape. Okay. So Grio is a white Italian uh, wine grape, uh, which withstands high temperatures and is widely used in Sicilian winemaking, and in particular for making Marsala. Hmm. So its uh, origins are uncertain, but in, but it may have been introduced into the island of Sicily from Apula. Apulia? Mm. Apulia. Apulia. Uh-huh. Yeah, Apulia. Yep. It was already widely planted in uh, the province of... Um, Trapini mm-hmm. by 1897. And today it may be grown throughout Sicily. So it's all these wines that we're tasting, it's 100%. They're not blends. Wow. It's 100% the grape. So you're really so getting the real, the real character of the wine. I don't yes. remember having uh, this grape varietal too much before, so I'll be very interested to yeah. try it. I, this is really exciting trying that uh, the wine gurus brought wines from Sicily because I, this is like one of the regions I know yeah. least about. It's really awesome. Affordable, too. Yeah. It's uh, it is I this wine's ideal with uh, first courses, fish, seafood, salad, shellfish, and mollusks. And lunch Which meat. isn't surprising, and, right? And lunch meat from your local grocery store. Dollar now, store. Now, now, Mark, uh, this is good with shellfish. Now, so I'm questioning, because you've bought it before from the dollar store, The uh, I think you brought in smoked mussels one time from the dollar store. I did. Oh, I think this might actually... This might be even better. This might but, be... But you brought in the bacon loaf. Well, it's, it's, it's a luncheon meat flavored with bacon. I'm not sure exactly what that means. But I'm yeah, there's no bacon in there. But yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna try. So I'll let you while I'm uh, serving up this. I'm gonna try plate. this one here. 
Mm-hmm. That's a nice, nice color to oh, it. Oh, it's beautiful. It's just kind of this uh, golden hue, very golden, a, kind of a starlight. And it's what are you getting on the nose? I find it very aromatic, very, very aromatic. It really is very floral. Yes, um, absolutely. And um, it's just, it's not as citrusy as the other one. I think it's uh, more earthy, and I really, really like it. It's very okay. uh, complex, and I think I. I get a little, uh, the finish is a little bit better, I think. I like this. It little. reminds me of like, there's something tart on the nose, like not mm-hmm. sweet tart or. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, you know, it's it's like the skin of an apple. Slightly yeah. fermented. I like that. Slightly fermented. That's really okay. good. Okay, yeah. let me taste this wine. <laughs> All right, so now I'm going to try our bacon grill uh, lunch and loaf, and we'll try that. It's kind of a muted flavor. Mm. It's more dried orange, or, orange peel, lemon peel. Mm-hmm. It's um, even some baked. It's very good. It's very, yeah, very drinkable. Very interesting. A perfect wine to uh, mm. you know how to, to well, talk uh, about uh, now. It's summer. Now, Guru, with our uh, with our caller from earlier, Sarah. Mm-hmm. We uh, she used some down to earth terms. To describe her wine, correct. Mm-hmm. But and and I and I am somewhere between the two, right? So I'm a little more advanced than calling it like it. It tastes like sparkles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of these um, descriptions that you're using, mm-hmm. I don't really. They're not in my head until you say them, and then I actually, having tasted it, yes, I I know exactly what you're talking about. So I understand what you said earlier when just being around other people. Who can talk uh, mm-hmm. about wines using terms that you may not have thought of before? It's very useful. Yeah, yeah. And and um, when I've always conducted when I conducted classes, mm-hmm. I was not the first person I put it out to the group right. to describe what they are tasting because yes. I don't want to influence. That's a good point. You don't want to color other people's experience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it will. You watch the room evolve someone will say something and someone says i get that but i also get this it right. becomes more communal i agree um, so i like that no. so this is um which one of the first two which one do you which one do you like better of the first two wines honestly the first one is just I, 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 one? honestly it, yeah. knock it out of the park yeah it's absolutely delicious i think that the griot the mm-hmm. second wine is better with food right uh, it's it, it it is very complex, but I, I don't like kn- I don't m- think it's something that I want to sit and just have on its own. Probably, I feel like this has more going on than that. Oh, I think there's a whole lot more going on. Yeah. but I think with food would would accentuate, especially like mussels or right. or other kind of seafood. And maybe it's because we're eating it with uh, the bacon. Bacon <laughs> that bacon's good. That, that luncheon loaf of bacon. It tastes like real bacon luncheon. Uh huh. <laughs> so. Uh, this is, um, what's the name of this one more time? So this one is Isabella, it's Griot. Okay. Griot is the grape. All right, <laughs> so uh, we have a next one. Yes. Tandi is the producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zabibo. Seco. Okay. So Seco usually, and I'm not sure about that, but Seco usually refers to like semi-sweet. But, Sec, uh, yeah. yeah. Sec means sweet. So Zabibo is the grape. Um, uh, it's produced in, obviously on the island of... Uh, in Sicily. Okay. Um, ancient Arab settlers brought the uh, aromatic grape, mm-hmm. also called Zabib, okay. which I believe is Arabic for grape, to the island. Yes. And this procures, uh, this precursors Marsala. Okay. 
So uh, this is a very, very old grape varietal. Hmm. Um, very aromatic uh, compared to muscat. Um, it is also left on the vine till it partially ferments in the sun as a, it basically becomes a raisin, and then they produce the wine wow. from that. So this is 100%, but some of that just goes like sauterne. Think about it like sauterne. You know, mm-hmm. they kind of, they like botrytis, they let it kind of rot. They're not letting it rot, per mm-hmm. se, but this is an ageable white wine, up to nine years. And so you want to pair this with strong cheeses, roasted fish, um, you know, shrimp, lobster, spicy. This, with Indian food, is Ooh. a... Home run. Mm. That's good. And Indian food is often hard to pair. You know, I love the idea that we're uh, as as you pour that there. I just wanted to share this idea that uh, as we drink this wine from these ancient lines of grapes, uh, is this similar to what the uh, those individuals who actually brought the grapes to the peninsula? Maybe this is similar to the wine they consumed hundreds and thousands of years ago. It, you know, it could be, but you also have to think about they brought it from somewhere else. And so we've talked about it before. The earth, the environment, the terroir yes. will affect the grape. But there is a DNA to the grape. So mm-hmm. I would think that historically you would get yeah. your, your tasting history. Well, so we are, pair, so. we are pairing yeah. this wine with armor, potted meat. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's not luncheon. This is actually probably means it's for dinner. Ah. And uh, and so we'll try this that. This is, um, it's not in a solid state. It's semi-solid. Semi-solid. Yeah, yeah it's I like cottage that. cheese. Oh, boy. Just like cottage, just like cheesy meat. But it's good. Oh, so oh. smelling this is uh, definitely a different experience. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this wine is very, very different than the others. It uh, smells really nice. Oh, Mark. <laughs> I don't know what I, honestly, it's very, how is that? Mm. Well, the the potted meat. Oh, you're talking about the potted meat. It should I think it should be solid. <laughs> well, I, I I don't promise how long it was on the dollar store shelf for. Oh, it looks like it was a little outdated, but that's okay. Oh. This stuff is in a can; it's fine. Wow. But the wine, the wine will help. Mm. <laughs> yeah, see what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I get I get. It's more almost like a uh, caviar. So so these. <laughs> These flavors are more kind of redneck caviar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. These are more uh, muted flavors to me. I feel like these are more kind of a stewed fruit, like hmm. like prunes or but apricots. I, maybe or you can even like get cactus out of it. Have you ever eaten Ooh. cactus? Like agave kind of? Yeah, like an agave kind of thing. It's a really funky. Right. When you think this is definitely darker flavors right. for a white wine it's mm. not your bright and vibrant it's lemon not, it's not really yeah it's just more of a lift flavor. off lemon or something to that effect you know yeah yes so it's yes this is a good this is i think um i probably don't i, I mean it's fine but i'll probably like the other two better mm-hmm. but, but maybe it's because i paired it with the gooey potted meat i don't know <laughs> i do get though what's going on in this i could see how you could pair it with indian food especially hmm. with um curry Yes. I, I would it offset on the curry. I think you're right. Or even like um, tzatziki, so anything that's a yogurt kind of sauce. I agree. Or dipping thing. I could see where that, why that plays into it. And it's not a bone dry wine. And that's the, the other what's thing. What's the alcohol yeah. content on this wine? So all these wines are actually not super, super high. Um, this is 11%. Which is low, which especially is low. nowadays. Um, 13% and then um, uh, 
twelve and a half. So this one's eleven so percent. Mm. Yeah, it seems. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so if you when you swirl a lower percent wine in your glass, uh, wine, as you might know, has legs, and um, yes, and if a lower percent uh, alcohol by volume wine will have more uh, less. Less viscous legs, yeah. yes. Yes, well, well, less yeah. viscosity. Right. Yeah. Because so, you don't have as much uh, RS or residual sugar in So it. when you swirl your wine around the glass and you see those drops falling down, those are the legs, and you can kind of gauge the uh, alcohol content by doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. How accurate is that? Uh, to the thousandth percent. <laughs> 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 yep. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking 1125 Eight. That's mm-hmm. the ticket. Because yes. in all reality, that eleven percent isn't always at this fluctuation in the bottle. Abs- it's oh, not yeah, going to yeah. be a point. Per- spot on. Absolutely, so that was his point. <laughs> well, this is uh, this has been a wonderful pairing. I mean, I feel like I know so much more about Sicilian wines. Yeah, well, but, and I, I I hope that you have your travels uh, yes. have brought you back well rested. I love the new product. Yes, yeah, so uh, but but also uh, any other uh, trips in the near future for the guru? Um, I hope not because I no, think to next, around here. Ne- no, and come my on next, our show more. Yeah, the next n- next month's trip is right here yes. on the Wine Fellers. Well, we are it. so glad it. that you returned after your hiatus. Uh, this has been enlightening, and you must promise us to come on the show again because yes. our listeners demand it. Yeah. And suggestions from you out there, listeners, on what you want me to talk about. Well, how can our listeners get a hold of the wine guru online? Um, well, give them your phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, well, and there's, gonna... there's the Winefellers Facebook page. You could do we'll that. We'll do that for do now. We'll do that for, that for right now. now. But um, definitely, we'll we'll have to find a, an outlet That's for that. That's right. And his address is. <laughs> TriangleWineCompany.com Okay, you can get in touch with Alex well. <laughs> Thank you for coming yeah, on Thank so you, bye You've been listening to Another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers North Carolina's only Fine wine radio program And I've had such a great time today, Mark Me too, Joe but the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. Songs that we sung when the dark days come Are the songs that we sung when we chased them away If I ever found a pot of gold I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories, love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is Run, 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 run
run, 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 run. Let's have some fun, 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 fun. We'll drink, 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 drink. A toast to the sun, 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 sun. WHUP LP Hill.